Okay, Boker Tov, we're coming down to the bottom of Chav, Dalit Amid Aleph. We're discussing the laws of ripping garments, and specifically when you're ripping the garments for a father and a mother, so uh, which is stricter than for regular um, mourners. So, Osen Koraim, those garments that you rip, now that they're ripped, Misachim, can they be sewn up? Or can they not be sewn up? Okay. Now, obviously, we know that when you're ripping a garment for a parent, it can never be sewn up. However, here the Gemara considers where the same applies to the additional cuttings that you make in honor of his father and mother during the duration of the Shiva. As we discussed yesterday that if you have parents, it's possible you can, you, you put on another garment, you rip again. So these extra ones, can you sew up? So the father of Bar argued about this matter. Chadomer, one said, one says, even the extra ones cannot be sewn up. Chadomer, another one says, you can so who said which opinion? To time, let's bring a proof. We can say that the father of Rishai is the one who said you don't sew them back up. Why? Because Rav Rishai has said, you don't sew them back up. So Miman Shemele, where do you think he received the tradition unless from Ivlav Meyavua, if not from his father? So answer it, no, maybe not. Lo, maybe not. Maybe he didn't get it from his father. Mi bar kapara. Rab Yishmael. Maybe he heard it from his Rebbe bar kapara. So it's no proof what his father no. held. Amar Rava. And one more statement about a mourner's conduct on Shabbos. Rava says, Ovel nitayel ba'unkali besoch beso. A mourner can go about in the privacy of his home dressed in the ripped shirt. Because remember, Rava holds a mourner's allowed to observe mourning practices in private. So although normally we don't wear ripped clothing on Shabbos because people are seeing you, but if he's alone in his house, he can do that. Abai Ashkechel Rav Yosef, Abai Father Rav Yosef on a Shabbos when he was a mourner, he had a kerchief spread over his head, which means to show he's acting like a mourner. And the Ozalai while going about in his house. Oh, Amrle, so he said to him, Lav Savale Shabbos, don't you agree there's no such thing as no mourning on Shabbos? And here you're showing your mourning. Amrle, he answered him, Hachi Amrabiochan, this is what Rabbiochan said, and this is the ruling Dvarim Shibitsina no Hag. Practices in private, the mourner does express that. Now, no Hag, interestingly he observes, indicates that he's obligated to observe the discreet morning practices. This is the first time we came across this, because remember we said before, if you want, right? So, accordingly, Rabbi Yochanan disputes Rav and Shmuel, who consider the private observance uh, such as uh, shoes and bearish and wash to be optional. And that's how we're going to pass in that the, the, that the uh, discreet things you have to do. So that's the bottom line when it comes to Shabbos. When there's things that nobody would know, such as intimacy or washing, things like that, 
that you keep on Shabbos. Okay, that ended the topic of ripping. We go to the last topic, the Mishnah. Does what types of holidays cancel a Shiva? And we discussed that before. And remember the Gemara first said you have to have at least three days of mourning, but then the Gemara concluded even if an hour before you have mourning, uh, it's possible for the Shiva to cancel it. Remember, we're saying that if you are have at least commemorated an hour of Shiva, the holiday will knock out the Shiva. If you already finished the Shiva, even in the morning, which is half a day is like a whole day, part of the day is like a whole day, and then you started the Shloshim, and then the Yom Tov came, that knocks off the Shloshim as well. There was a discussion, which holidays does this apply to? There were different opinions brought. Was it just the three major holidays? Or what? So this is the discussion. And uh, what about Shavuos? Shavuos, so remember, Pesach and Sukkot are seven-day holidays. Everybody says those holidays knock off. But now you got these one-day holidays. Shavuos, Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, Shemini Atzeres, which are not such big holidays. Where do they fit into the equation? So there's a number of opinions that were brought in the Mishnah. Now that more is going to go through this in detail. So that's the title from the Mishnah. Rabbi Omer says, When the Beis was destroyed, then Atzeres, then the holiday of Shavuos, is like Shabbos, that does not knock off the Shloshim. So Rabbi Gamliel, but Rabbi Gamliel, this was before Rabbi Yezer, says even Rosh Hashanah and Kippur are like the festivals. That means even one day, but it knocks it off. And the sages say different from either opinion. Rather, Shavuos is like the festivals, and Rosh Hashanah and Kippur are like the Shabbos. You got all kinds of different opinions over here. Okay, so who do we like? Amr Rab Gittel Bar Menashe Amr Shmuel. Rab Gittel says Halacha ke Rab Gamliel. The Halacha fits in according to Rab Gamliel. And there are others who say that the teaching of Rav Gil Menashe, that Halacha, is referring to another manner, which means he could agree the first manner of Gamliel, but it's uh, but that would be unnecessary because Halacha always goes with Gamliel. Because remember, we go with the lenient opinion. But maybe when he said his statement, he's referring to something else. So now we're going off topic within uh, morning, but we're off the topic of the holidays. So, call, he, he said about this. Abraisa says, If a person dies any time within 30 days of birth, okay, meaning the baby dies within the first 30 days, lo'aleinu, so an, uh, an infant is taken out in the cemetery in the bosom. In other words, one need not honor the dead infant by carrying him out in a coffin, where it's sufficient to carry the body out while holding the baby. It doesn't need the whole formalities of that. That's one halacha. Second halacha, v'nikbar be'isha achas ushnayim, and is buried by one woman and two men you don't need to have a massive funeral. If you have three people in attendance, and these three people can even be one woman and two men. You'd think maybe it's three men, no, one woman and two men. But, 
but it can't be one man and two women because there could be issues of yichud because you're out in a cemetery there's not a lot of people over there and I, mean, I don't want to get into the details of yichud now but one man with two women is not allowed just like one man with one woman is not allowed that is the Tanakhama's opinion Abba Shaul Omer Abba Shaul says he says, no, even one man with two women, although seclusion is not allowed, but since it's a time of mourning, and he says the main preoccupation is the tragedy that's going on, so people are not going to ask, act in an improper manner, but still, one man and one woman would not be allowed under those circumstances. Okay. Next, about this baby, and they don't have to make rows for consolation. Usually when you come back from the funeral, you need to have consolation, but not for the baby. The point is it's less than 30 days was not considered a viable child. That's the point. You certainly bury the baby, but we don't go through the mourning practices. We don't say the mourner's blessing or the mourner's condolences on the infant's account. So that's if it's less than 30 days, was not considered a viable baby, and no mourning done. There's no conditional Let's put it this way. What, what elevation of the soul does a person uh, who really did wasn't viable, what, what's to say Kaddish for? What are you elevating? Didn't do anything wrong, right? Now, moving on. Ben Shloshim. Now, if you have 30 days already, that's considered viable. Yotzei Bidluskama goes in a box. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Lot Luskama Hanitelis Bekesev, not a box that's carried on his shoulder and by a single person. Elanitelis Ba'agafine, but is carried in the arms of at least two people to show a respectable manner of the carrying a deceased once it's 30 days. And then, then you uh, go in rows to give uh, the, the condolences. And you say the blessings and the comfort for the mourners. So that becomes the cutoff point. 30 days, viable. That's when you begin mourning and I guess Kaddish and all those things. I know you're going to say, what's there in 29 and 30 days? you got to make a cutoff point somewhere. So, in other words, 29 days, it was never meant to live. 30 days was meant to live. And someday I had an infection, whatever, and died. Okay, but it was of the living, so to speak. That's how they demarcate. Was it of the living or not of the living? Okay, so it's, I think, more... That's a good question. Good question. Okay, now, we move on. What about Ben Yud Beis Chodesh? What if the child's a year old? Then Yotze Bemita goes out in the regular funeral buyer, as opposed to a little box. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Rabbi Akiva says, Hu Ben Shana Ve'evarav Keben Shtayim. If he's a one-year-old, but his limbs are like a two-year-old, who ben shtayim ve'varv keben shana? If he's two years old, but his limbs look like a one-year-old, yotze Either way, you take him in the funeral buyer. 
Rav Shimon ben Elazar Omer. Rav Shimon Elazar says, "Hayot sepimita Rabbi Matzimalov." In the case of a child taken out in a beer, the public grieves over him. In other words, there's someone to, to mourn a lot. Here, the child who is old enough to be accorded the honor of going out in a beer is the one who's old enough to be given the honor of public grief. Okay. But sebemita, but if he's that young that he doesn't get to be taken out in the beer, so you do not ain Rabbi Matsiv Malov. Rabbi Lazarin Azariam or Azariya says, Nikar Larabim Rabbi Misasko. If it was already known to the public, then the public involves himself with him. That means he was older. Let's say he went to school already. So that's already a bigger thing. And then already you have all the halachas, you stop working, things like that. That's already a new milestone. Ain't a maker Laram, but if he wasn't known by the masses because he didn't go out so much, ain't Rabbi Misaskalo, the public does not involve themselves with him. And what is that? Umahain, and what is this? Uh, now, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, so now what status is it? The Hespaid. So what about eulogies? In the case of the deceased child of the poor, eulogies are given ready for three years old and those that are older. In the case of the wealthy, eulogies are delivered for five years old and over. In other words, the eulogy gives some measure of satisfaction to the deceased survivors. This is more necessary in the case of poor person. This is a poor person grieves more over the death of his child, for his child is his only source of joy. Right? Or because he needs the child to assist him when he gets older. It's a greater loss. The poor, especially fond of their children, they must deprive themselves of their own needs to provide for their children. Either way, that you understand from three different vantage points why the younger it gets more mourning than the richer people have a mo- lot more to console themselves when the kid's five years old and already said mama shall shtickle mensch that's one opinion Rabbi Huda Shmuel Rabbi Huda says in the name of Rabbi Shmuel Anim no B'nai Chamesh have to be five years old for poor and Ashirim B'nai Sheish adults six and that's how we paskin so it's interesting so really, uh, little little children who die really don't need eulogies. But, you know, I guess sometimes the parents feel they need to make them feel better. But uh, really, the age limit should be five and six. Yeah? Where's the baby was born sick and was in the hospital or take care of, and then had a twist and then died? That, uh... Could be it was never viable. That you'd have to discuss with doctors. But if he really wasn't viable, like he never went out of the Niku, right, and was on a respirator, couldn't live on his own, then it would, would appear that uh, would not need all that extensive uh, uh, mourning for that because they never really were a lot. Again, a lot has to deal with the emotional state of the parents. They still may want to grieve over the child. Those are very complicated halachas would even have to sit Shiva for the child because he really never was a viable child and just was medically extended in life really wasn't really a living 
being, so I mean, we wouldn't kill the baby, but never was born with the health to be able to live. It was just extended by life. So, again, I would say, you know, I would say the halacha would be you don't halachically mourn for them, but maybe you would symbolically mourn for them, which would mean that the restrictions of learning Torah would not apply under that circumstance. Depends a lot on the nature of the parents. Some, some people are very stoic and they just move ahead with life and it's not a problem. Other people are devastated. So you have to, you know, call it on that. Now, let's move on to other situations. What about Ubenei Sakanim, children of the elderly? A Ben Zakunim, 50 years old and you have a child. So again, they're counting on those children for assistance in their life. Or uh, an older person is much more distraught when a child is, lo- is lost. They don't know if they're going to have other children. So we treat them regarding what we said before about uh, mourning and this and that. We treat them like those of the poor. You see, same idea. Now to that, finally we get to the point. This is where Rav Gidl Bar Menashe said, Halacha Yehuda. The halacha is like Rav Yehuda. Shomer Mishum Rabbi Shmuel, who said in the name of Rabbi Shmuel that poor people, it's five, rich people is six. And add older people are treated like the poor people. Okay, that was the side point. Comes along back to our Mishnah to understand. It's in your ears. Well, we hear it too. <laughs> Anyway, so now we go back to the uh, halachas of the holidays, knocking things off or not. So, Doris Rav, uh, Rav Anani Bar Soson Rav Anani, the son of Nasan, announced at the entrance of the Nasi's house, he says, Yom Echad Lifne Atzeres, one day of mourning before Shmini Atzeres, Ve Atzeres, and Shavuos. So now, I'm sorry, Shavuos. I meant Shavuos. I meant Shavuos. If the person had one day of mourning before Shavuos, and now we have Shavuos, so now, day after Shavuos, how many days would we say he's holding of the Shloshim? So you'd think, you'd think, okay, we knocked off Shiva, that's seven. Okay, one day of Shavuos is eight, so this would be day nine. That's what you'd think. No siree. Haray Khan Arbosar already has 14. Whoa, where did that happen? So we will see. Now remember, you have to assume you're going to the opinion that one moment before the Shiva, the, the holiday knocks it off, and it's like seven days are gone. That you have to accept. Okay. So therefore, in addition, here's the innovation. That Shvuos, which is a biblical holiday, and in Eretz Yisrael, even rabbinically, a one-day festival, takes the place of another day, seven days of Shloshim. It's like 14 days have elapsed. All you got left is 16. We will see why he says this, all right? But that is the halacha, but we'll see why. Shoma Ravami, Ravami heard what he said. He didn't get it. He was, you know, what are you talking about? Amar, as he said, Atu Didehu is his own exposition? Is this what he's saying itself? Really? Really, it's Rabbi Lozer, the name of Rabbi Shaya, as we'll see in a minute. So that was one point. 
Okay, we'll get, we'll get back to this. Doris of Yitzchak Nafka killed Reish Galusa. Yitzchak Nafka announced on the porch of the Reish Galusa. That's the head of the exile. Yom Echad Lifnei Atzeres Vetzeres. Same thing. One day before Shvuas and Shvuas itself. Harei Khan Arbosor is 14. Again, similar idea. Shomer of Sheshes. Rav Sheshes heard it Ikpet. He was indignant. And Omer today is at his own shot. To Rabbi Lazar, Omar, Rabbi Yishai, why it is the exposition of Rabbi Lazar in the name of Rav Oshaya. Okay, is that it? The Omar, Rabbi Lazar, Omar, Rabbi Oshaya, the Omar, Rabbi Lazar, Omar, Rabbi Yishai, he says, Minayin, Latzer, Sheshla, Tashlum, Kol Shiva. How do we know? Here's the point. How do you know that Shvuas has makeup days of seven days. Remember, you had to bring a Corbin, Aliyah Laregel. And you had every Yantif, Pesach, and Sukkot was seven days. So if you didn't bring it on the first, you have all seven days. But Shavuot's only one day. Maybe if you didn't bring it on that day, you're finished. No, you have six days to make up for it. How do we know that? So now that you know you have six days to make up for it, now you understand why Shavuot will be considered like seven days of mourning because it's like there's, it's very uh, unique halacha. <coughs> but if that's how you're going to make it be like seven days as well for the shloshim. Shenemar, how it says, Bechag ha-matzos, Bechag u, Bechag ha-shavuos. It says the Chag ha-matzos and the Chag of shavuos. So now it must be to compare it. Right? Ma Chag ha-matzos, just like Pesach has seven days to make up. It has seven days to make up. Okay, so it's considered now that seven days with regard to the count of the Shloshim. Okay, which is highly interesting. Okay. Uh, okay. One might suggest that Rabbi Rabbi Yitzhak had escaped the rulings in order to indicate that Shavuos is like a festival even nowadays when there's no temple and thus no compensation, period. That's why they felt they had to say it. While Ravami and Rav Sheshis were indignant, because there's no need to mention it, when earlier sages said the same thing. Okay, fine. Now, Adre Rav Papa Rav Abdi, Rav Papa guided Rav the elder, on a walk through the streets, and he announced... Yom Echod Lifnei Rosh Hashanah, one day before Rosh Hashanah, for Rosh Hashanah itself, Reikan Arbosor is 14 days. Amar Ravina, and Ravina therefore says, Hilkoch therefore, Yom Echod Lifnei HaChag, Vechag, Ushmini Shalom, let's go, one day before Sukkot, and Shmini Atzeres. How many days do you have? Well, you have one day before Sukkot, that's already seven. Got canceled out. Sukkot is seven days. Okay? That's 14. Shmini Atzeres is another holiday. So now that's considered 21 days. Okay. What? Shmini Atzeres at six? Seven. Shmini Atzeres. I mean, all holidays are counted like seven. Six and one, yeah. Seven. So we had seven. Seven, seven, seven. You had the Shiva got knocked off. That's seven. How many days of Sukkot? Seven. Seven. That's 14. Shmini Atzeres? 
is considered seven. It's 21. So now, Harei Khan, we have a total of Esrim Vechad Yom. We have 21 days. Okay. Now, the Rishonim ask why, according to the last approach, we do not say here as well that Shemin Etzeres cancels the Shloshim entirely. Shouldn't it cancel? Isn't it a Yom Tov on its own? Remember, there's a rule that a Yom Tov cancels Shloshim too. Right? Let's say person um, is, is a, let's say like this, a person's a mourner before Rosh Hashanah. One day. Okay, now Rosh Hashanah cancels the Shiva. Right? So now it's 7, 14. It's 14, right? Now you have nine days till Yom Kippur. The Yom Kippur is a holiday. So that should cancel out the Shloshim. Same thing over here. Why do we see as well that Shmir just cancels the Shloshim entirely? The answer Shmir says cannot cancel the Shloshim entirely since the mourner has not yet observed the Shloshim restrictions of haircutting, laundering, and social gatherings. As haircutting and laundering are forbidden throughout the festival in any event. And the rule is that a festival cancels only a mourning period whose observance has already begun. So therefore it did not happen. Now, Avin, Ravina Ikloy le Sur de Pras. Ravina visited the Sur on the Euphrates River. Euphrates River. Amar Lei Rav Chaviva Misur de Pras Ravina. So Rav Chaviva said to uh, this rabbi, Amar Mar, the master said, Yom Echad Lifnei Rosh Hashanah, for Rosh Hashanah, day before Rosh Hashanah, Harei Kanar Basor, is 14 days. Okay, did the master not say this? Okay, in light of what it would seem he agrees fully with Rapapa that the day before Rosh Hashanah plus Rosh Hashanah adds up to 14 days. Right? So, Amar Lei, he says, Ana Mistavra, I, Mistavra, Krem Gamliel, who do I mean? That the more reasonable approach is Rav Gamliel, who says Rosh Hashanah is no different from the other festivals. Okay, so there's two various interpretations of what Ravina meant. Some say he meant that he simply ruled in accordance with Rabbi Gamliel. Hashanah is the same as any other festival with regard to abbreviating the mourning period. But that he never said that as a result, 14 days the Shloshim are complete and other 16 days must be observed. For in any event, Yom Kippur will come and cancel the rest of Shloshim entirely. He thus meant to anticipate the difficulty that we mentioned before. Others explain Ravina meant that he had ruled only that the Allah of Falzogamil that Rosh is like the festivals in regard to cutting short the morning period, but not that it counts as seven days, etc. Anyway, the final halacha is final halacha is every yantam is considered seven days. Every yantam is considered seven days. So let's start. Before Pesach, you started the day before Pesach, that's seven days. Pesach is seven days, it's 14 days. And then you have 16 days left. Shavuos, the day before that, after Shavuos, 16 days left. Right? Before Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, one, 7 is before. Rosh Hashanah is 7, is 14. You come to Yom Kippur, knocks it out. The Shloshim is done. Before uh, Yom Kippur, so with Yom Kippur, it's 14. First day of Sukkot knocks it out. Shloshim is knocked out. 
and therefore should be the same thing with the day before Sukkot would be seven. Sukkot is seven, and as well, Shmini Atzeres should also knock it out. However, even if it knocks it out, there are certain things that does not knock out, and that is two things: the haircuts, because that way nothing would ever be shown, and the right to have an earlier uh, kaddish. In other words, a shloshim takes precedence to a regular mourner, so we give the full 30 days of precedence because that's more for the deceased. Follow? Uh, while, uh, but still, the haircut rule, you got to wait. That's for a parent. Okay, for others, it would seem that under certain circumstances, it could even be considered. Now comes the whole issue. If it's not for a parent and you, you've had the one day of mourning, and now that's going to be seven, and the yontif knocks it out. The question is, could you take a haircut in honor of the yontif? If you're a regular mourner, since it's got the shloshim gets knocked out on yontif, you follow? Whenever, or let's say anytime, anytime the yontif knocks out shloshim. So should you take a haircut in honor of the yontif? Oh, so there's opinions that say you could. Okay, so that's all. No get one that happens. Okay, we got to the Mishnah. Good place to start over so if, the weekend. Good question. Okay. What's that? Was your daughter's? 